Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Hello and welcome to this glorious mess, Little Kids, Mamma Mia's amazing podcast for parents who have kids under the age of five. Surely you might be sick of me by now. I am Tegan Natoli, the co-founder of Bump Day Spa, and I have three little kids under three. And the other one you might be sick of is... Mother of one, Lee Campbell, <laughs> executive editor of Mamma Mia. If you're not sick of us... Keep listening. <laughs> that's it. And you might also enjoy the original TGM Big Kids, hosted by Holly Wainwright and Andrew Daddo. And you can find that in the same amazing podcast feed as you find us. So today we're talking about something that I'm very, very familiar with, having two two-year-olds and a practical and nearly a third two-year-old, two-year-old. yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible twos oh, so wow. is I'll it really as hard over this whole well and- you've got it all coming for you so uh-huh. you need to tune in real good girl and then of course a little bit later our WTF moment of the week I promise I won't mention any mounds this week <laughs> I don't even know if I want to hear this because my son in only 15 months has already started and the reason I say that is we're at the pediatrician the other day. Oh, Shut up. I don't want to hear it about that. My son Do you ever to... go anywhere else? Is that no. like your park? The Excuse pediatrician? me. My son has to have an operation. You're going to feel bad Oh soon. my gosh, don't tell me that. Yeah, and I'm not going to talk about that now. But anyway, we're at the oh pediatrician. Oh my God, just throw the bomb into the hole. <laughs> He's fine. It's okay, totally routine. Gosh. We were there and he was losing it in the corner about some toy that he couldn't. And my pediatrician looked at me and he, he smiled and laughed. He goes, oh, he goes, you know, the terrible twos don't start at two, right? He goes, they start around now. The frustration from oh. them not being able to talk and walk. And I'm like, oh, good. So pleased to hear that. Right. So tell me what I'm in for. Oh, look, I have a theory, new age, new challenges, like WTF ones, which is what you're in right now, terrible twos, thrilling threes and f***ed up fours. <laughs> I don't think it matters <laughs> what age they are. They've all got their little challenges and frustrations and I suppose behavioural What's the words? Yeah, milestones. That's a good one. Speed humps. Yes, speed humps. I like that. That's really good. I like to refer back to the episode we did with Maggie Dent, which was a really, really popular episode we had talking about toddler tantrums. And one thing that she said that really resonated with me is that we forget they're little humans. So when they're a two, they're starting to understand and get their own identity and be able to understand you and communicate a lot better. So I think sometimes we forget that they're not adults. And although we can have a conversation with them, we're not having an adult conversation with them. We're still talking to a little child. Yeah, um, like so, talking to your husband when they're drunk. And yes, makes no sense. that's right. And in their head, they think they're making perfect sense. So, look, I totally get that it must be frustrating for them, which I assume is why they act out but or how, why they're like, terrible. How do you have three children under the one house 
around this age? Like, is it? Do sometimes oh. at six pm you just think I'm going to jump off the balcony? Or drink yeah, a or sometimes or... by 6am I want to jump off the balcony. <laughs> and I'm like, it's 10am, is it too early for a glass of wine? But you always seem, from. I mean, I guess I'm not in your house, you always seem quite positive and... Yeah, I know. must say I've, I'm lucky in the sense that they do get along and they play. But don't get me wrong, like my kids throw tantrums like any other child. But I always try and keep it busy. And for my house with so many terrible twos around, like routine is key for me. So they know what to expect. Often when they do lose it, it's usually around when things aren't going the way that they know or when there's new people around or we're in a new environment. So like, again, that's what Maggie Dent touched on in terms of like this, what's stimulating their brains as young people. Are they overwhelmed? Is there too much noise? Are there different people? Is there too much going on? So look, I'm not as wonderful as I sound because I, of course, get extremely frustrated and I'm not always as understanding of my kids as I probably should be. But that's why I'm really excited to talk to our guest today because she's a parenting coach, so she's going to break it down for us. Let's talk to her in a second, but it's funny that you mentioned thrilling threes and and fours and onwards because (laughs) one of the writers here at Mamma Mia was writing a parenting story about different stages and she put in the parents group which is the hardest stage. And someone was like, two. And then someone else was like, no, three-year-olds are savage. And then yeah. someone else was like, no, four-year-olds just don't give a shit. Yeah. And then well, someone I- else was like, my 18-year-old is <laughs> f***ed up. And I was reading it going, oh, God, I don't want But it was yeah. so funny. The responses were so funny. So it's nice to know that we're all in the same boat. Totally. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. So today we're going to be chatting to Karina Lane. Karina is a mum of four and a parenting coach, so she knows how tough it can be raising kids. She helps parents with kids aged between two to 10 years old to manage their emotions. Through realistic, evidence-based advice and guidance, Karina teaches parents how to deal with their children's big behaviour and feelings, like the tantrums, meltdowns and boundary pushing. Well, Karina, thank you and welcome to the show. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So terrible twos. When does this period generally start? Is it actually two? Uh, look, I would say from our own experience and, and from many parents that I speak to that we're looking and probably from 18 months, you know, and sometimes the signs of this start right after the first birthday when it's all <laughs> about really those new levels of, of autonomy coming through and that fight for control. So that can happen um, from quite an early age. But I guess that we're really in the thick of it at age two. I have a son who's about 16 months, so I can really appreciate what you just said. Is that I've started to see the signs and I'm a little bit terrified of what's ahead of me. But why do we see toddlers kind of go through these frustrations and perhaps tantrums? Is it because of what they're learning, what they can't communicate yet? Yeah, look, it's, it's such a combination and their lack of communication skills is a huge one because a lot of them aren't making full sentences at age two. It's only just coming. But at the same time, they're going through a lot. Like there's a lot of emotions going on. There's 
a lot of, like I said before, that struggle for control. So that frustration has to go somewhere and often it does come out in a tantrum. A toddler or a two-year-old doesn't have those words to say, you know what, I'm just really fed up and I just want to sit and chill for a bit. They don't have those words or even kind of that understanding that that's what they need. So it is, like you say, it's that lack of communication and the lack of control, which is an ongoing frustration for them. I always think about my two-year-olds in the sense of I'm trying to teach them to be the really independent little human beings, but at the same time I'm giving them so many rules or don't touch that or you can't play with this or don't go there. <laughs> so their poor little brains are in a tug of war of I'm, you know, my own little human, but then I also have all these, you know, do's and don'ts. So yeah. do parents need to choose their battles? Like what's the best approach for parents oh, when, yeah. when these terrible yeah. two moments are occurring? I'm a big fan of choose your battles because otherwise we're going to be battling all the time and we sound like huge naggers um, <laughs> with all our no's, don't touch, don't do oh that. Oh, my gosh. You know, like you can relax a bit on your rules and boundaries but also make it easy on both of you. Like don't leave things that are in harm's way for your toddler. If he's not allowed to touch it, don't have it near him. You know, make life easier on yourselves. There's no point setting up temptation and then getting cross or then, you know, coming across as that kind of nagging adult. Absolutely choose your battles. You you don't have to go into a, you know, like that battle or that argument or the uh, negotiation zone with every little thing. Mm. I really like giving toddlers lots of choices to make throughout the day. I love that you're encouraging independence in your toddler because that's definitely what they want. And a really good trick to do this is to actually give them little choices throughout the day so that you're not actually in charge of every little thing that happens from the moment they wake up so you know you can give them a couple of choices for what they want for breakfast or what they want to wear the rule is don't give them like ample choice <laughs> two choices and make sure that you're okay with either choice that is, and that will give them that sense of control I love that. that is so clever i think yeah that just was a light bulb moment for me <laughs> now also speaking of i can light still bulbs, get what i want <laughs> yes, but you think you're also I'm, getting what you I'm want happy with either pair of shoes you pick yeah that's fascinating so i've got a special lamp in our living room it's my lamp I saved up for and I'm determined to not move it but of course my 16 month old that's the only thing he wants to play with if I move yes. it out of the room obviously so it's not a danger to him or that it breaks am I then like I'm wondering if how do we teach that some things are special or don't touch or you might hurt yourself because if I make the living room a total safe space to go crazy then I'm wondering if we go visit friends or whatever it may be how do you then kind of balance have it, the boundaries makes, yeah how yeah. Do, yeah does that make sense yeah look that's a really interesting question because I get that that's definitely what you want to teach them and you want to be able to say don't touch that or that's dangerous and then you want them to you know go with that respect that the boundary yeah yeah but at the same time if your beautiful lamp gets broken not only will the lesson not be learned but you'll be devastated so we've got to keep that we've got to take that into account so we have to you know if it's really precious to you maybe it's worth just putting it away and bringing it out again at a later date but i'd love that you want to teach them you know the safety and the boundaries so maybe do that with something that isn't going to break your heart if or you know kill someone or whatever it is i feel like Um, that lamp is symbolic of all nice accessories in everyone's house as soon as you become a mom And probably your toddler knows that, (laughs) knows that you love it so much. And so he or she might want to compete with with that item for your attention and love or might want to, you know, love the item the way you love the item. Who knows what goes through their head? They don't set out to break our hearts or to break stuff or to do damage, but they're inquisitive, curious little creatures with no sense of danger. Uh, So, yeah, we do need to take precautions. It's very true, like you say as well. I think because I pay more attention to the lamp and saying, don't do that. It's like, ooh, what's this? I'm not meant to push this button. (laughs) Yes, Um, like a moth to a flame. Well, exactly, literally. (laughs) Getting on their level, speaking calmly, is that a proven kind of 
method to simmer things down if a toddler is really frustrated? Absolutely. Your calm presence is going to be contagious. So uh, the opposite is also true. If you start freaking out and getting impatient, then it's just going to bounce off um, onto your toddler. I always like to think it's like when a paramedic arrives at a scene of chaos and they always, they don't come in and go, right, quick, get out of the way. They don't Mm. freak out or anything. They come in and they make a joke. They get everyone relaxed and, and immediately we all relax. So it's similar when you got when you're with your toddler and they're starting to be become frustrated or going into tantrum zone be relaxed be calm be a presence that they so that they know that they're supported in whatever's happening yeah get down on their level make eye contact don't use too many words though i mean can can you imagine when you're going into a big emotion or you've got some intense emotions going on and someone just comes at you and talks at you and to ask you questions why are you like this what's happening what can mommy do let's do let's do something mm. to fix it you know sometimes that just adds to that chaos They've already got chaos in their head. That's what a tantrum is. It's an overload of emotions and too much intensity. So few words, but lots of presence. Say they are having a tantrum and we do get down and we give them a cuddle. Is that condoning their behaviour or encouraging that kind of like tantrum-y behaviour? Such a good question. And especially as we get so many mixed messages from other experts saying, you know, ignore the tantrum, put them yeah. in time out, put them on the naughty step. But in fact, a, a toddler who's having a, a true tantrum, so they really do feel out of control they're not able to self-regulate they're not able to hear reasoning and logic and they're certainly not able to take on a punishment or a consequence imagine saying right you're you've got too many emotions going on go to your room and sort Mm. it out yourself they are not able to do that so not only are they in emotional chaos but then we actually separate them from us which is like their worst nightmare so with a toddler when it comes to true tantrums which is you know they're at that age somewhere between 18 months and four look most of the tantrums are going to be really true and really authentic and out of their control so they do need us for those it's not about encouraging or giving them comfort when we shouldn't it we don't need to worry about any of that because comfort's the only way that they're going to become out of that feeling and if there's behavior limits to set like say they've thrown something or they've hit we do that after they've calmed down so we do some connection work with them first calm them down make sure they feel safe then we say it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to hit or whatever it is that we need to say. Mm. Past a certain point, sometimes kids kind of get into those kind of tantrums that are a little bit manipulative because they want something or they didn't get their way. But I think every parent knows their kid. And you can use your own discretion as to whether there's something, what works with your child, whether it's comfort that will get them back to that safe space or whether some other boundary is needed. But for toddlers, no, always treat them as very necessary for comfort and reassurance. You make such a good point there because if I'm having an argument with my husband, and he tells me to calm down it does not calm me down so once I <laughs> yeah. am calm and then we can talk rationally it it applies to toddlers of course it makes perfect <laughs> sense once everyone's calmed down then you can sort of sort through it I wanted to yeah. ask about bribery is bribery bad if I'm using lollies or oh god I hope not because otherwise I'm going straight to I mean, I'm sure it's not best practice but sometimes parents have got to do what they've got to do right absolutely can we not make life harder for parents if bribery works do it. If it's making your life easier rather than going into battle zone every day over and over or kind of letting your own well-being take a hit, it's okay to use bribery. I think the rule of thumb to keep in mind is that bribery is good for setting up a new habit. So for example, toilet training, you can use bribery to kind of help the toddler set a new habit of going to the toilet on the potty. Other times you might need bribery to get them out of the park without having a huge tantrum and those sorts of things. And I think that's absolutely fine. Think of it as positive reinforcement. So if they do a good behavior, they get this reward. And I think that's absolutely fine. Maybe keep in mind how much sugar 
long you end up giving and if you start giving them elaborate presents they're going to expect that all the time like obviously let's keep some common sense there but there's no point beating ourselves up about something else as mums when bribery works to keep everyone sane and happy and when would you say bribery is not okay bribery would be a no-go to stop a bad behavior I would say so. Stop hitting your brother, and I'll give you a lolly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to work really out in the long run. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Corinne. I'm looking like I'm feeling like I can go home and face my children this afternoon. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> thank you. Thanks no for joining us. No problem at all, ladies. See you. What the? What the? What the? What the? Parenting. Oof. WTF moment of the week. Lee, what have you got for me? My son has started walking. I've, I've talked about that and it's been a, probably a month or so now that he's like a walker. He walks. Is he less of like a drunk giraffe? Uh, he, yeah, he's not as like stumbly, but he's just <laughs> on a mission to yeah. go wherever he's going and he doesn't look down. And he also has blocks strewn everywhere or if you're at the park, there's like uneven bricks or whatever. Yeah. So he is falling so much and I know that it's par for the course, but it's new for us and he's got quite a big bottom lip. So he's always splitting his lip open, like minimum, Wow. minimum twice before 9am when he's in my care the days I'm not at work. I don't know what's going on at daycare. <laughs> But the first few times my husband and I were like racing over, oh my God, there's blood. Yeah. And now we're like, oh, it's 10 a.m., only one split. <laughs> but he just falls and he'll either like not even lose it or he'll lose it for one second, like, and then just keep playing with the toy. I was on a mission. Where am I yeah, going? Where yeah. am I going? And I guess I knew this was coming, but it's just the blood. And is it boys? Yeah. Like, did the girls well, go through that? Yeah, I'm like, for me, yes. Like, Banjo is so much more busier than the twins. Like, the twins would just sit and, sit and watch telly if they could. Like, they didn't want to go anywhere and so get into anything. Jealous. Boys are on a mission. They're Alexander like very, very busy. Busy and energy and bash things, like throw the. I wish I at, at that time of the morning I could have that like motivation Same. to get to where I'm going. But the little split lip and then a scratch on the oh, nose and the bang on the head and you I feel like saying to people, I my child's yeah. in a supportive, happy <laughs> home. He just does it to himself. Yeah, you notice like all the kids, all the young ones at daycare have the bumps and the yeah. bruises. You're like, oh, you're like a new that. walker. Yeah. <laughs> What's your WTF? My well, look, we're just putting our house on the market at the moment because we're going to move. So I've never done open houses before. This is like my first sale of a house. So I'm trying to make it look like we have no kids. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What a joke. That is a joke in itself. So literally every cupboard is full of crap. Like, so I'm hoping, pray to God, no one comes to our house and opens a cupboard or like everything. I know, right? Totally. And so my husband comes to me the other day. He's like, you've got to sort out these cupboards. And he's like, get rid of that and points to the potty. I'm like, our kids need to piss. (laughs) Like, I know that you wish this house looked like there's no remnants of children. Like the twins are now sleeping in a double bed together to make it look like a double, you know, a queen room. They do love it. That's so cute. Banjo's got to keep his nursery. But, yeah, at the moment I'm trying to make my house look like there's not one toddler, let alone three and toddlers, living there until the house sells. So, so are you keeping it clean and tidy for Yeah, what, I'm like, several don't weeks. even look at the lounge. <laughs> don't even touch that. I'm like trying to – I need one of those baby jails back again so that I can just isolate them to one corner they of the house. They don't work it's after hard. a while. Alexander just learned to climb over the baby jail. Oh, and oh. this is also when I've just lost my nanny, so it would usually pick up a bit of the load for me in, in containing my children. So now I'm just out of the house as soon as we all wake up and I stay <laughs> out. at 6.30 yeah. p.m. <laughs> Have you fallen asleep in the car yet? Perfect. No children in this house. Oh, Godspeed, yeah, my Yeah, why friend. do we that, do this to ourselves? That sounds like hardness on 
I don't partners. know. But share your WTF moment of the week on the pod phone 02899 or just jump on to your phone, make a voice memo and email it through to us, tgm at mamamia.com.au. And you can always jump into our Mamma Mia Parents Facebook group. And just in case you missed it, Lee, you've got another fabulous podcast that's worth listening to, huh? I do. I thought it was worth mentioning here because obviously a lot of us are parents of young people, but sometimes people might be going through secondary infertility, which is a really big cause of fertility. You've had a first baby, no problem. Second, it's just not working out. Mm. So I host a podcast called Get Me Pregnant with Rachel Corbett, and it's all about assisted fertility. So if you've wondered about what might be causing infertility, what your options are with IVF and egg freezing, all that sort of stuff. It's a really great podcast to so listen to. So great. Get Me Pregnant. It's in wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> You're like the podcast queen around here. Sure am. This Glorious Mess Little Kids is brought to you by Mamma Mia and this episode is produced by Paria Teherzadeh. See you later. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.